All right, Mike is good. Levels are straight. Yo, what is going on, people? My name is Julian, and this is not your average podcast. And one thing's for damn certain, this has not been your average podcast. I took, what, like two months off? And I'm only like, what, three, four episodes in? Yo, when I tell you this year has been astronomically different than I think anybody was ever, like, thinking it would be. I think that's an understatement. I really, really do, yo. Like, I was in the office. I just got back into the office like maybe two weeks ago. And I was in there for only a week. They were like, yo, there's like 3,000 new cases. And for those of you that don't know, I live in Florida who basically does everything backwards. But they were like, yo, there's 3,000 new cases. Y'all can go home. I'm just like, yo, really? We just got here. They were like, yeah, y'all can go home. I was like, man, whatever. So I'm back home. I'm doing my thing here. But yeah, man, I took some time off and I just needed to kind of get myself grounded and do a couple things, man, because there was a lot of craziness happening in my life and a lot of whatever's, whatever's, you know, happened. But I'm hacked. I am back. I am happy to be alive here, man. And uh, I hope you guys are doing good. I hope you guys are being safe and really taking the time to just understand what this is kind of teaching us. I think this is a time that is teaching us to just learn ourselves a little bit more, focus on the areas of our weaknesses and trying to, you know, strengthen them and just come out of this stronger. Because let's just face it, the life that we knew it's gone. <laughs> the life that we knew was gone. We ne- we never gonna have that type of of normality that we had. We gotta find a new normal. So I just hope for your sakes, you guys are finding your normals. And uh, man, just living and loving life, man. I hope you guys are really doing that. So I'm back. I'm taking this month to really take charge and really take strides in a lot of the things that I want to do. So. The first episode I told you guys, man, I hope you guys are challenging yourself. And, you know, this month has definitely been a challenge for me. I'm making sure that I have everything that I want. Um, I'm getting back onto my healthy grind. I'm getting back onto doing my cop, my podcasts um, and trying to at least get two episodes a week for you guys. That's been my daily goal. Um, and, you know, I'm not on social media right now. I'm making sure I'm taking time for mental and, and physical strength and making sure those things are up. So I hope you guys are challenging yourselves to try something new and try something a little bit different. And it could be as easy as just saying, you know, I'm not doing social media. Because if you don't think about it, the amount of time that you take on social media, like that literally will take your day, your whole day, right? So it could be as simple as that, man, or, you know, saying you want to do something crazier. You know, I want to save money to go to Bora Bora, whatever the hell it is, you know, just... Take time to challenge yourself so, you know, you can come out of this whole pandemic, this whole pandemic a little bit better, man. But this episode is going to be, it's going to be a good one. I got to say, it's uh something that was requested a while ago. And like I said, I mean, I took two months off, so it's been a while since I've been actually on my, my setup here. And that's basically because my home office was taken over by my work office. So I'm trying to find a happy medium here and trying to get all that stuff. But man, this is going to be a really good episode. And it's going to be an episode that I'll be honest with y'all. I normally have notes set up and I have something here kind of written on my notepad. But I'm going to really play this one by ear because it's just something that I feel would just come out more natural and just more authentic if I just speak about it man so this episode as you guys obviously are aware it's called your spirit my spiritual journey and really it's again requested by uh uh somebody that wanted to hear my story because it's definitely been a different story when it comes to how it is and I think everybody has such an amazing conversation when it comes to this and how you know they've been on it but really it's my journey and my experiences with God and how I feel about it and you know my my stance on it so 
I hope that you guys take the time to listen to this and I hope you guys um, get something out of it and just, you know, be able to vibe out to it. And hopefully it's something that you guys understand and something that you guys can maybe agree with. Um, but yeah, shout out to uh, the person that wanted me to talk about this because I think this is a really cool topic and it's something that I definitely had thought about doing. But, um, you know, I had some other things that I wanted to do, but, you know, we're, we're definitely going to go into a, a lot of different things in this channel right now, man. We're going to talk about, obviously, sports, and I'm going to have some people come over, and we're going to have, you know, a couple things going on with that. I literally recorded something with somebody, and it just wet, crapped the bed, I think. I, that's a better terminology there. I don't really want to cuss on this one, but... um. Yeah, it literally crapped the bed because the system didn't want to work. The microphones didn't want to work. I was just like, bro, I can't win. So I'm going to get all that straightened out, and we're going to have some topics coming up uh, with some people. So it's going to be really fun, man. I really hope you guys enjoy it. But to not get too out of here, man, I guess I just want to start with saying this. I think everybody's journey with God is different, and I think everybody can attest to it being different for everybody. Everybody has a a moment that they kind of chime into, or a or a, a song, or a thing, something that happened to them that made them feel closer or need to get closer to God. And I think that definitely happened with me, and uh, in in a couple of different ways, man. But I think every good Spanish talk and conversation about God starts with you being five, three, two years old, going into your grandmother's Spanish church. Now, for those that know how these Spanish churches go, they are loud. You got some of the craziest things that you've ever witnessed. And you as a kid, you see somebody fainting you're just like, what the hell just happened? You, you don't know what's going on. So you're just like there. And I'm not going to lie. At one point, I think it was probably maybe my first ever experience like seeing it. And I was actually, you know, at the age where I can understand it. I saw somebody like literally just fall. They were praising. They were worshiping, singing. And Shorty just fell. I was, yo, I, I'm not going to lie. I cried. I thought. Something happened. <laughs> I wasn't. Ex I wasn't exactly sure what happened, man. But that was like my first encounter with it. And I think a lot of Spanish kids can kind of attest to that because you know, growing up, if your mother was busy, your father was busy, and you know, you had to deal with, you had to stay with your grandmothers and uh, your grandparents. And every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Tuesday, they damn near went every day. It felt like, but you knew if they, your parents were busy, you were going there. So that was definitely my, my first experience with it, man. And, you know, as a kid, you're not really, you're kind of shown what it means to love God and what it means uh, or what he means for you. But you're so young, you don't really think about it. And, you know, you develop in an age where you start um, either saying, okay, this is somebody I believe in or something I do believe in, I should say. Um, or you don't, or you believe in different cultures or whatever the case is, you know? And for me, it was something that I won't say I put in the back burner, but it was something that it was always in, like in the back of the mind, right? Where I was just like, okay, I do believe in God. I do believe in heaven. I do believe in hell. I do believe in, um, prosperity. I do believe in a lot of things, but whenever that conversation came up, it was something that I didn't really know how to talk about. And I'll be honest, I'm still learning how to talk about it. And that's why I think this channel and this episode is actually going to be really dope because it's a learning curve for me too about how to talk to it and how to kind of discuss it. But yeah, no, it's a, it was always something that was there. You know, my grandmother, um, my mother and the people that were in the church, the family there, uh, the ones that I grew up around. It was always just, you know, hey, you know, keep believing, keep praying, you know, um, no child of God will ever go without anything that they need. 
And you, you 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 hear those things and it becomes repetition and it becomes something that you're just like, okay, as a kid, you're just like, yeah, all right, whatever. Teenager, yeah, whatever. You have more things that you're worried about, right? I mean, think about it. You're a teenager. You don't really you don't really think about it too much. And I think, especially for me and the, you know, the the kids that I kind of grew up with and the people that I had around me, it was just never a conversation that was happening. And it was something that you only saw at church, and it was just something that you um, maybe saw with your family. So for me, it was just something that was in the back of the mind. It was something that, you know, I, I, I worshiped and I, and I did believe in God and I, and I definitely, um, felt that he was, that he was there, you know, but I never took it farther than that. And like I said earlier, I mean, I think everybody has a different, way of kind of going about it and their relationship with God. But, you know, again, for me, it was just something as a kid you saw and you heard about and, you know, you were kind of raised to believe. And for me, it was something that, I don't know, I guess for me, it was something that I believed in, but it wasn't a full heartedly believe in where it was something, like I said, it was in the back of my mind because it was just a conversation that I had with some people. Right. It wasn't something I had with a lot of people. Um, And that was, again, mostly family, the people that resided in church. And for a while, I stopped going to church. I stopped doing a lot of the things that I grew up in because I felt that now that I'm a a teenager, I'm 15, 16, you know, whatever the case was, I'm I'm basically old enough to say I don't even want to go no more. I want to hang out with my friends, do whatever. So. You know, that's definitely how it kind of grew up for me and how the times kind of changed on there. Um, And little by little, it was something that, you know, I started to think about and I was starting to read different books of um, Joel Osteen. My grandmother would always get me Joel Osteen. Like, she loved him. She was always telling me, hey, listen to Joel Osteen. Hey, did you see this? Hey, did you see that? Um, hey, did you read the book? Hey, the Bible says this, you should do that. And again, you're a kid, you're, t- you're a teenager, you're 15, 16, so you're not like thinking about it, but there were moments where I would stay at home or, you know, before the bed or whatever, and I would just, you know, flip it on and just kind of see what was going on. And I think for me, it was something where I was just starting to realize, okay, I, it, I do believe in that because at the time, my mother raised me single-handedly, um, basically for her whole life up until, um, I mean, I, I actually, uh, really, even now, I have an amazing stepfather, but um, she always obviously took the front run, and she raised me, and she still is, um, but growing up, there were never times, or there were, I'm sorry, there were times, rather, that, you know, there was discouraging things, whether it was, you know, I didn't get into basketball, I didn't get into football, or, um, you know, I, I didn't do whatever whatever it was, right? And, you know, as a kid, you get down on yourself, you get depressed, and I was a single, chi- I was a single kid, so I, uh, or a single uh, sibling, I'm sorry. I ain't have no brothers or sisters, so, you know, it was always just my grandmother. I had my cousins there with me who are like my brothers, but you know, you go home and then you by yourself. So you get into things, you get into doing certain shit that you shouldn't be doing. Forgive me. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to cuss, but you know, just as a kid, you start doing whatever. And I kind of shied away from God for a while. You know, it again, it was a time where I definitely, I definitely had him in the back of my mind, but I shied away from a lot of the stuff, man. I, you know, my family didn't go to church for a while, and I just felt like, okay, well, you know what? If they're not talking about it, if they're not doing it, then I don't really need to worry about that. And you notice that when there's that disconnection with God or when there's that disconnection, disconnection, I'm sorry, with your faith, you know, things start getting a little bit crazier for you or it doesn't really, you're not living life. I, I, I firmly believe you're not living life to your full potential. Um, when that happens and me being 16, 17, 18, I'm in high school. 
obviously high school you see so many different things you see drugs you see sex you see teachers um you see so many different things and your mind is obviously still evolving and god is honestly like in the back of your mind right and i and i think a lot of people and a lot of kids can kind of attest to that because it, it, it's something that's just in the back of your mind like if it wasn't for my grandmother, I honestly don't think I would ever hear too much about God. And there were moments where, you know, we would have the conversations, we would go to church. But when I lived in Connecticut, I would only go to that Spanish church. Like there wasn't really a church where I lived that we went to. So again, it was in the back of the mind. It wasn't anything that was there. I was more focused on, you know, playing basketball being with my friends, uh, being with my with, with girls, whatever the case was, right? You young, you you a kid, man. As, as a dude, when you 16, 17, you just you worried about everything else, man. So for me, um, it was something that was just there, you know? And as time went on, you, or I rather, I kind of just stopped entirely. And I know I kind of repeated myself there, but yeah, you know, I stopped entirely with it. I just kind of did everything else. And going into my 20s was really the time where I started to, I think, focus on my beliefs and my strength and my faith a little bit more because I moved. There was, I, I moved from Connecticut. I moved from what I knew from what I was close to, from my normality, from what I was used to doing every single day, the people that I would see every single day, the job I would go to every single day, the family, everything that I left, it was rough. And I was, I'll be the first to admit, I was pissed when I was first leaving Connecticut. I was like, man, everything's going downhill. I don't have nobody out here. I don't have no friends. I don't have nothing. And as a 20-year-old man, you, you just basically, you're still kind of a sponge, right? And I, th I think it's safe to say that even up until now, I'm 26 now, but you're still a sponge, right? You're still kind of grasping on to what you really want to be and, which, and who you uh, want to hang out with and what your aspirations are and things of that nature. So for me... I felt as though I was just being pulled away because I didn't know. You know, I didn't know exactly what was being uh, brought in front of me. Little that I know, obviously, it was probably the best decision ever. But, um, you know, when you're young and, you know, your parents tell you, yo, we're, we're leaving. You're just like, damn, like, I'm just like, I'm 20 years old. I'm just kind of getting things started out here. Like, I, I really, I really felt good about it. I think what kind of helped, I actually what didn't help me, but my 21st birthday, like I, we were leaving just around that time. So my 21st birthday, um, I was hanging out with my, damn, was it my 21st birthday? Yo, nah, it was, it was a while before that, my fault. But, um, anyways, my, my team, my coworkers that I worked with, God bless their souls, man. I love every single one of y'all. Um, we was family, but they brought me out. We went to the club. I got drunk. I was crazy. Right. And missing, obviously the family that I had, I was just, I was pissed to come to Florida, man. But you know, that transition was definitely a time where I, I will definitely say I looked into God a little bit more, but it was still something again in the back, in the back of my mind. Um, it was something that I kind of held envious of like, damn, if it was, you know, why would this happen to me? Why, why do I have to leave? Whatever the case was. And I felt as though it wasn't a, it wasn't something that I felt like if he really did love me or if he really, if the faith was there, why couldn't this have happened? Right. And as a young dude, you don't realize or you don't you fail to realize, especially when you know you start really developing yourself in in Christ and developing your faith and all that, 
and you read the Bible and you read passages and you start, you know, to acclimate yourself in it, but you fail to realize that your book has already been set, right? There's no page that has been left unturned. So unfortunately, I didn't know that, right? I'm still young. I'm like, my whole life has just been flipped upside down. I'm now in Florida and I thought my whole life was over, but luckily I guess a, a silver lining in that was I was able to get um, from where I, my job that I was in Connecticut, I was able to get transferred over here. And yeah, you know what? It actually wasn't with the best um, timing of it because they were going through a transition. I lost my position. I was in management and they just didn't have it there. Had to work my butt off to get where I was again. But um, one thing I will say about Florida is that the complacency that Florida will hold on to is insane. Driving, going anywhere, people are slow as hell out here, right? Connecticut, yo, anything up north, we up and go. We like, yo, we got to get here. We got to get here. Traffic, forget about it. I'm going across you. Florida, it's 45. Let me go 30. So I had to deal with learning all that. And I got my first, I got my first three traffic tickets in the first year of me being here because everybody goes so slow. Right. But again, man, I was just, I was at least happy to have my job there, but I went into the mindset of it's going to be the same as it was Connecticut. And it wasn't. And unfortunately I just got into the wrong crowd and people that I thought were my friends weren't and things happened. You know, it, it, it's not a, a a secret, but, you know, when you get into the wrong crowds and you get into the wrong people and you allow the wrong energy around you, it does affect you. And for me, I was so, I was such a sponge at that point because I didn't know anybody. I was just like, man, I really need to make friends. I'm 21, 22. I, I know I'm going everywhere with the ages, but it's just around that 21 to 22 20 to 22 age, all right, um, that I was really kind of seeing some new things, all right? But yeah, man, uh, things happened, and unfortunately, I made some bad decisions, and things didn't go as planned for me. Um, and yeah, you know what? Let me retract a little bit. I moved down here. 19. Yeah, 19, I actually moved down here. 20 to 21. Was it 19? It was 19 turning 20. I had my 21st birthday out here, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe I had my 21st birthday out here. Yeah, I've been here for so long, I can't even remember times anymore, and I'm sorry about that. But that doesn't take away from my journey, and it doesn't take away from this episode. Um, but again, I did some some stupid stuff. I was around some bad people and, uh, again, people that I thought were my friends, but I was, uh, I was, what's the word? I was, um, I can't, I can't think of the word, but again, I was a sponge. I was just hoping everybody would be my friend. I was whatever. Right. And my faith began, began to grow the day I woke up from a car accident, unfortunately, I was stupid and I just got into a, a bad accident and I woke up with a tree limb two inches away from my face. Yeah, it, it Thinking about it right now just gives me kind of goosebumps, but I woke up not knowing what happened, and for a lot of people that know me, this is the first time you guys are hearing this, but I woke up with, again, with a branch like literally two inches away from my face. My life could have been done. I was in a ditch. I was not in the best of of places. Again, I thought I knew the right people. I thought I had the right people around me and 
anger got the best of me and I just, I lost it. And I woke up with that branch right there. That next morning, I was fearful. I was scared. I was mortified that I let myself get to that point because I know who I am. I know exactly what I want out of life, but because I was so dependent on wanting people to like me, it was just something that it happened. That conversation, of course, with the parents wasn't good. And at that point was, I would definitely say a turning point for me where I decided to I won't say fully give my life to God, but it was a moment where I was like, all the prayers and all the things that my grandmother has ever told me and has spoken to me about, all the prayers that she has put on me saying, you are a child of God, you are this, you are that, um, no, no harm shall ever come against you. It was at that point where I was like, wow, okay, this, it means, it means more to that. There, there's more, there's more meaning to that now. And for me, it was a, it was definitely a point because again, I was in a dark place. I was depressed. I was angry. I was not the Julian that I know I was. And it was a turning point where I was just like, okay, well, I got to make a change for myself. So I stopped hanging out with the people. I kind of just went away from that job and I got away from any negative negativity that was happening. And I just started to kind of focus on myself a little bit more, being around family a little bit more, being around the people that have loved me and people that have wanted the best for me. And it was it was a good moment for myself cuz I could have died and I'm alive. So there's a reason. And I, I get, I don't know how many people believe in this, but for me, I am not a person who believes in coincidence. Every single thing I believe happens for a reason, good or bad, amazing or horrible. It happens for a reason. And it's something that I believe you have to kind of find the answer for it, even if you're not able to, because I don't believe you're able to able you're not able to find answers for everything because I think more answers just lead to more questions. But that's a topic for a whole other episode. Um but yeah, no, I don't think that everything you know that it was a coincidence. I think that I was supposed to be in that car. I was supposed to see that and have that life changing moment to say, okay, it's time for me to change. It's time for me to go back into my roots of who I know I am. And it was a hard decision because, again, I'm new to a a completely different state. I don't know anybody, but the people that I was around definitely weren't there for me. The people that I thought were my friends were not my friends. They weren't the people that I was hoping they would be. And unfortunately, it took a damn near life-threatening or life-defying moment for that to happen. So at that point is where I started to go to church more, I'll be honest. When something like that happens, you're like, oh my God, okay, I'm blessed to be alive. I'm so thankful. God, thank you. I'm going to go to church. And, you know, it. that was a moment again where it, it, it kind of just came full circle for me where, again, like I said, the things that my grandmother instilled in me, the things that my grandmother was telling me about, it kind of came into fruition that no weapon against you or formed against you shall prosper. There was a lot of evil, a lot of negativity, and a lot of bad energy in my life that was trying to take me. But it was at that moment that where the devil tried to take the wheel, God stuck up and he was like, nah, not my kid. He's going to be here for a reason. And I think the beautiful thing about that was 
it allowed me to kind of wake up and say, okay, you know, like I said, it's time for me to do something different. And that's what I did. I started going back to church. Me and my family found a church out here in Florida. Um, and if you don't know who it is, or I'm sorry, for the people that don't know me, um, there is a church that I would highly recommend you guys uh, look at to, listen to. Um, they're called City of Life. All right. And they're down here in the Orlando area. And they are some of the most incredible and amazing people. And that's not to say I've gone every single day since then, because I haven't. At that point, I started to go more, but it wasn't anything like I was going religiously. But again, if you are ever in the area or you are hearing this in another state and you are starting to kind of get your bearings about your faith, I would definitely recommend City of Life Church here in Florida. They are an amazing group of people, so definitely go there. But um, that's just a little kind of add into this episode. Uh, but that's my church. So if you're hearing this and you ever see me there, um, say what's up. I'm, I'm be nervous and I'm definitely not. I'm a lovable dude, but... Um, anybody coming up to me sometimes is weird, but yeah, man, if you see me and you would love to talk, let me know. But yeah, so that was a big turning point for me. That was a turning point where I was, uh, starting to believe in God more, starting to believe in my faith more. Um, was I reading the Bible? No. Am I still learning how to do that? Yes. But, um, it was a point where I started to call my grandmother a little bit more. And she knew about it and she would, she knew about the instance or the incident that happened and she would check on me daily and, you know, we would have our prayers and we would have a couple things here. Um, but that was a, a definitely a turning point for me. And the church helped me kind of guide myself. And at that church is where I actually got myself baptized. I haven't been baptized in years since I was a baby. So it was my moment of saying, I'm turning away from that old life of wanting to be accepted by whoever and turning into a new life of I know what I want. I know who I need to be around. I know the positivity that I want to instill in my life and in my family and in the people that I have around me. And it's going to be in through my faith of God. So that happened and it was it was a good moment for me. It was something that I felt was definitely a change in me and it was awesome because my grandmother was there and she uh she saw it and she was happy and you know she was like oh my god I'm so happy you're doing this whatever um so it was a good moment from that standpoint so from that point on my faith just got a little bit better and I was you know going to church as much as I possibly could and started to hang around better people and started to you know have some good things happen in my life um I got an amazing job and I was at a point where it was it was good for me, you know. I had some people around me that was faith driven. And then I get the and I'm gonna try not to get too emotional on this standpoint of it, but you get the call that your grandmother has cancer again. That call wasn't obviously the, the, at the best time because I'm still trying to find my faith in God. And when she beat it the first time, I'm like, yes, God's got her. God is good. Second time around, it happens. And of course, anybody that has family that has had cancer knows that when it comes around a second time, it's it's a lot. So at that point, I wouldn't say I was disassociating myself with God, but I was definitely questioning some things because it was a time where I was like, damn, but God, if she beat it once, why would you make her go through that again? Right? Why would you make her want to do that? Or why would you even put our family through that pain? And seeing her deal with it was rough. It was something that, you know, you don't want to see. And we're here and she's in Connecticut and it was, you know, we're battling it and, you know, my mother is going back and forth 
seeing the toll that has taken on her was a lot. And I led, I led my life in faith of prayer, of going back into church, asking God, man, if God, if you could just take that pain away from her, if you could heal her, please do that. Make sure she is here for everything that we need. She's too young to die. She's too young to be away from our family and be away from her family. There's still so much that she needs to teach us. And she's a fighter. God, whoever knows her, she, she's a fighter. She beat it. And my faith was restored. It was something that helped me. Couple day, a couple, you know, a year or two goes by, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And my 24th birthday, we, me and her have the same birthday, by the way. Um, so that's one of the most amazing things I can ever, I can be so happy about. But yeah, me and her have the same birthday, uh, which is April 8th. So anytime I was having my birthday, she was around. It was, it was just such a good time. So we always try to make sure we, we planned around that. But um, yeah, man, it was, you know, a couple years later, my faith is, is stronger. I'm, I'm, I'm around other people. And we get a call that it's no longer breast cancer that she has, but it has spread to her eye. And this has become more powerful. And it has become more of a sinuating uh, stem of it. And at this point, our faith is high. We're thinking, man, God is good. Because you know what? If she's made to go, if she was meant to go through this, it's just a test for her. But she's going to come out and she's going to be strong. And she is going to be good. And for a while, for a while, it was like that. For a while, it was like that. She was still in Connecticut. She was doing her thing. And I remember there was a point where it definitely got low for her. And God decided to say, hey, you need to be around your family. Unfortunately, I couldn't be there. But it was such a beautiful thing to see. My whole family in Connecticut made a appreciation slash get together for her and her brother that she hasn't seen in years who lives in Puerto Rico. Um, she hasn't seen him in years and some family that we haven't seen in forever. They all came together and they were just all appreciating her and she got stronger from that. She got her herself back together. She said, you know what? I'm not going to let this beat me. My family came around and it was it was such a beautiful thing to see. When I see that video, it was such such happiness that I saw. And she was there. She was just going through it and you know, she was happy to be around people and for a while the doctor even said it. He was like, I don't know what you're doing, but keep it up because They've never seen a switch like that because it went from good to bad to good. And it was like it was like not there. And she came down to Florida. We did some tests and we did some things to kind of help her and heal her. And there was moments, man, she was amazing. She was good. I remember having a, you know, a, a, a dinner with her. She was like she called me right after work. She's like. Mira, nene. And I'm sorry if I'm speaking Spanish here, but uh, she was like, Mama comen. She was like, let's go eat. Let's get something. And we went to her favorite little Italian spot that's down here. And we had some food and we had, you know, she had her wine and she had her pizza. We were, we were living good, man. It was such a great moment. I was so happy with it. And she, you know, she went through it and, and it was good. She ultimately had to go back down to Connecticut to... You know, just go through her tests, whatever. And we get the call that it's appearing again. 
that it's there. And we don't know how long. We don't know how long she's going to have. At that point, our family is devastated. We're trying to, of course, hold things together and help out in any way that we can. And my mother is basically there for months on end. And it was rough. I remember I was able to go here to see her. And I remember that, man, she was she was in the wheelchair. And she was looking as if to say, I'm not defeated. She had a smile on her face. She was playing with us. She couldn't really talk. But she was there. She was holding our holding my hand and holding to my face and just being that precious soul that she was. And you know, we're we're talking, we're doing our thing and whatnot and uh I I felt good. I felt as if, um, you know, things were going to go up and we're, you know, we're there and, you know, she has a doctor around the corners, um, 24 hours a day, we're there, whatever, and she's good. So, you know, we go through a couple things and, uh, you know, Things just kind of, it kind of depreciated from there. I had unfortunately had to go back home, but got the call. I got the call that she's gone. I got the call that she is no longer with us. It was at that point where I was relieved, but I was heartbroken. I was definitely in a dark place. To get the call that I wasn't there for her last moments was rough. It was it was hard. And forgive me if you guys hear me pause for a while. I'm just, you know, it's it's a it's a soft moment. It's a soft uh it's a hard issue for me. But I got that call and it was it was rough. It was something that I questioned God what why? Why did this happen? Why was this why did this have to happen to her? Why was it something that you had to make her go through it so many times. And throughout the process, I was crushed. I was damaged. I was in a place that I try to hold it in, go about my daily life, but nothing made it better. Nothing, nothing filled that void. That I had. It was at that point. Where I began to look at some of the good. That happened. Relationships were rebuilt. 
family was finally around each other that haven't that hasn't been around each other for years. Grudges that were held on to for so long were gone. Grudges that have held so much hate and so much dominion over one's life were gone. Because of the battle that my grandmother had to go through, relationships were rebuilt. My family started to connect with each other again. And if I know my grandmother as much as I hope I do and I pray I do, she would have loved to see that. One in particular was with her ex-husband. It was a amazing thing to see, an amazing thing to witness that that forgiveness seeing them in the same room together was god, that was amazing. To see that every day he was he was there. It meant a lot because my grandfather is an amazing soul, an amazing an amazing person and Unfortunately, there was just some things that, you know, it happened. It was life, you know, old school life. But, um, yeah, to see that relationship be amended, to see it kind of flourish again, it was an amazing thing to see. And it uh, it was at that point that, I began to focus on the good of God, focus on the fact that she's no longer in pain, that she's no longer in hurt, that she was able to forgive the one person who hurt her. I focused on the good of that because I know that's what she would want. And it was at that point that I did give myself selfishly, selfishly to God. I started going to church a lot more. I read the Bible as she would. And I got into a habit of thanking God every single day. Worshipping in in her name. Worshipping in his great name. And understanding that things happen for a reason. And you have to continue to focus on knowing that God will ultimately never let you down. That there was reasons that he made you go through those dark tunnels, that he made you go through that cave, that he made you go through that issue that you weren't ever thinking would ever happen to you. And for me, it was definitely a uh, turning point for me because, like I said, from a young age, my grandmother was there. She taught me about God, and I shooed that away for a while. When my accident occurred, I began to believe in God more. I believe was able to feel my faith grow more. And the moment that she left this earth, the moment that I knew my birthdays would never be the same because I can no longer hold her, I can no longer be around her, was the moment my faith became more because I know that with seeking God, I would find her more. And I'm still going through that journey. 
I'm still going through my faith and believing and understanding. And I think that's the beauty. I honestly feel like that is the most beautiful thing about God. That no long, no matter how many things you go through, no matter how many ups, no matter how many downs, no matter how many times you push him away, he's still there. And when you have the faith, and it's, it's one of my favorite things to remember about the Bible and one of my favorite things to remember about a passage and it's something that my grandmother has told me about. But just having mustard seed faith is enough to build and grant not only you, not only your children's, not only your children's children's, but that mustard seed faith alone will give you generational growth, will give you generational praise, will give you generational faith that is instilled in you and all your loved ones. And it unfortunately took that to guide me into knowing what I needed to do and who I needed to be. And I'll be real with you. I'm still learning it. And I, again, I said it before, but that's the most beautiful thing about your journey with God. Every journey is different. Every relationship, every challenge, every praise, every worship, every song, every passage, everything that you go through will build you into a new life with God. And I'm still learning. I'm still understanding what my grandmother has taught me so many years ago when I was just a kid. And I'm just kind of understanding it now. Like I remember there was this one time in her church they had a radio station that they were kind of getting up on uh, or trying to get started, I should say. And it was good. It was something that people listened to and they had it everywhere. And um, I remember I was a kid, man. My grandmother was like, hey, you have to come. I got to watch you, obviously, whatever. And it was at that. It, it didn't hit me really until I was older, but I was there and. As embarrassed as I was, my grandmother had me go on to the radio station and we sung. We sung one of her favorite songs. Um, and I can't, unfortunately, I can't remember it right now, but um, we sung it. It was a song that we, uh, that we were, I, I was raised up on. And we got a call that after that, after we did that, whatever. And this is real deep. I don't think a lot of people know this, even in my family, but. Um, yeah, we got a call that same after that song was played on the radio station and it was a it was of a woman crying just saying to see a young kid have the guts and the faith and the praise to go alongside you and sing that song was huge and she was crying. And you know, as a kid you're just like okay, um that's embarrassing. What the like what the hell did I just do? But, you know, thinking about it, you know, now and all the things that uh, that happened, it's leading me to believe that I do have a power within God and I do have a special relationship with God that needed to be heard at that point. And I think I think now that I'm recording this and I'm 54 minutes in, so God, I hope hope you guys are still listening to me here, man. But um, I'm learning now that my relationship was being built since a young age. And I had to go through those things. I had to go through those tribulations. I had to go through those trials to get to where I am now. And it's still a learning situation. It's still something that I'm working towards really understanding and one of the questions that I got 
and I asked myself was, what has moved me? Really two questions, but what has moved me to seek God more than anything? And it's my relationship with my grandmother. I think that was a turning point in my life that I really wanted to get closer to God because I knew that would bring me peace and understanding and getting to feel her again. And a question that was asked to me and I brought up was, how can I help somebody wanting to get closer to God? And I I want to answer this in the most honest possible way. I hope this podcast has helped, this episode, I should say, has helped you understand kind of my belief on it and why my faith has grown to where it is now. But I don't know that answer because I'm still learning it myself. And that's the most God-honest answer I can give you. Now, what I can say is if you really do want to get closer with God, if you do want to know what your faith and what he has in store for you and what he can do for you, I honestly say, get yourself into a good church. Now, I'm not, I will say this. Let me kind of backtrack a little bit. Because I, I, again, I do believe that church is a foundation for anything and I do believe it will help you. But that's not to say that you have to go to church to have faith in God. Because let's just be real. There's people in church that are sinning every day and they go there to ask for forgiveness. And unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. How you are going to be able to get closer to God and how are you going to be able to build your faith and build your strength in him is by asking for it. And it's as simple as saying, God, I don't know where this life is going to lead me. I don't know what my purpose is in this life. And I don't know what you have set me on this earth for. God, I've never asked you for anything. And I've never actually spoken to you. But here I come right now in faith. In in asking if you're real. If you are actually listening to me. And if you have never forgotten about me. Father, I ask that you show me a sign, show me a a, a goodwill that you are here for me and that my life can be changed with you. It all starts with a simple ask of God. Because I promise you, you ask, you will receive. It's written in the Bible, ask and you shall receive. That no, no child of God will go without what he needs. When you ask for prosperity, he will give it to you in abundance. When you ask for forgiveness, he will he already gave it to you. He died on the cross for us. He gave you that one thing that will ultimately give you an amazing life and that was again, he died on the cross for you. So how can you get closer to God? Ask. I guess I just answered a question that I said I couldn't answer, but the reason I said I couldn't answer it was because everybody's journey is different. And I think that's the most amazing thing about it. Everybody's journey is different. Everybody's spiritual walk, everybody's faith in him is different. Because there were moments where I didn't know where I was going to go with it. There were moments that I didn't understand and I didn't believe in God because how can a God that loves you how can a God that is supposed to want the most for you the best for you how can he make how can he let your grandmother die die how can he let you get into a car crash how can he let you get out of a job how can he get you fired how can all these things happen how can You get at the sinking point in your life. How can he love you if he lets you do that? It took me forever. And again, I'm still learning it. But it took me forever to understand that those things had to happen for me 
in order for my faith and my belief in him to grow even stronger. So I urge you if you do, if you're hearing this and you are wanting to get closer to God and you are wanting to find out what he has in store for you. Ask. Just ask, man. Take a second to give a moment of your life to God. And if that's you right now that's listening to this, I pray that he gives you the answer so clear and so vividly that you can't understand why you never did it before. I urge you guys to ask. I urge you guys to find out your journey. I ask what I ask you what would be the reason you don't believe in God or what is the reason that your faith has been so little or what has been the reason that your faith has changed? Is there something that happened to your life that you got into an all-time low? Ask for your ask for his help. Ask for his forgiveness, and I promise you, you will get that. I think now more than ever, especially in the times that are going on, we need to have our faith restored, and we need to have our faith um, just strengthened, really. Because with everything that's going on in life, with all the issues that are happening we need we need his strength more than ever and i know i do um but give time to god take a second out of your out of your day man and just ask for his help ask for his guidance ask for his strength ask for your heart to be renewed in him and for me and one way I would definitely rec- a couple ways I would definitely recommend it for you man is again get into a good bible based church get into something that you can understand and you can believe and if you are in the Florida area I mean even if you're not I urge you guys to look up on YouTube look up on Instagram um cuz they're they're always posting their things but City of Life Church man um they are out here in the Florida greater Orlando area um and it's an amazing family, I got to say. It's an amazing family. And even with all the things that's going on, they're still worshiping. They're still giving praise. And they're still helping out in any way that they can. So I would definitely do that. And uh, the, pa- the the church is led by Pastor Jeffrey Smith. Um, he is an amazing pastor. He is an amazing mentor. He is an amazing person. I don't personally know him, but I feel like I do because every time I go there, not only is he always greeting everybody, he's always helping out and he's always talking in such a cool way. And what I love about the church is you don't got to go in there all suited up. The homie's a cowboy fan. He be in there every Sunday with a Cowboys jersey. I feel bad for him because he's a Cowboys fan, but he's there, man. And he's he's just praising and worshiping God. And one of the best books um, that I kind of, got um and that I kind of um it actually did help me kind of understand a couple things and I urge you if you really do want to understand God in a better way and understand what God's message and God's love means to you and means for you I would recommend you get his first book that he uh made and I was there for his uh his book opening and his book signing and it was such an amazing one but uh the book is called Jesus First Jesus Always the life you were meant to live. And what I love about it is that it goes through real life and real normal things that we all do. He talks about Star Wars. He talks about his life when he came up. Um, you know, he, he, he is so real about it. And that's what I love about the church. So I would definitely recommend, man, get yourself in a good Bible-based church. Get yourself a Bible. Get yourself a Bible. Start that journey, man. It's really going to help you out. And If you're hearing this and you would like to interact with me, you would like a way of connecting with me and you want more guidance in it, 
I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not the best person for it. But I will absolutely help you out in any way I can, man. Um, But follow me on Instagram. It's not your average podcast. Obviously, my channel is up on um, Apple Music, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify. Um, And I'm working on actually getting YouTube set up here very shortly. So I'm actually going to be able to do YouTube uh, things. So that's going to be such such an amazing thing to do. But um, find yourself in God. Find yourself in prayer. Ask and you will receive. Ask him to show his love to you and I promise you will find it. And yeah, man, just live, love, life. Like I said, in this point, in this time, in this crazy era that we're living in, like 2020 is, man, it's one for the books. I promise you 10 years from now when the kids are looking at this day, there's a whole book just on 2020. Forget a chapter, forget a segment. There's a whole damn chapter, um, a whole damn book, I'm sorry, about this. We need, we need to be able to just be in positive spirits more. Um and one thing I always do with every possible um, episode that I do, man, I love, I love to be able to um, end it off with love and end it off with positivity. So one of my favorite uh, passages, one of my favorite things that I like to look at, and it's kind of fitting for what we're at right now, but it's a Bible verse, okay? It's going to be from John 13, uh, verse 34, And it goes, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Find love in in everybody, find love within yourself, and live, love, life, man. This has been Julian, it's Not Your Average Podcast, and I'm so happy to be back, and I'm so happy that I was able to do this uh, first episode back in in such a positive way, and in such an uplifting way episode i think find yourself in god and find yourself in whatever you need man and um if you're running astray if you're you're not sure where you need to be ask i know i keep saying it and i know i keep reiterating myself but ask man and you will you will absolutely find some peace in that man so it's not your average podcast this is your boy julian follow me on instagram Follow me on my social media. Connect with me. Let me know what you guys are wanting to hear. Let me know what you guys are wanting to see. The next episode is definitely going to be about sports. We're going to go into this crazy conversation because obviously basketball is starting. MLB is trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do. And NFL, there's a lot of new cases of the virus. And your boy just got paid. I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes. So, Talk to me. Let me know what you guys are wanting to hear, man. And uh, we'll go from there. But I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for the support. And um, definitely be on the lookout for some more episodes. I'll talk to you guys here soon, man. Live, love, life. Later.